Once upon a time, in a land far away, I'm Katrina, and I'm Jeff, and welcome to the Fairy Tellers Podcast. Myth, legend, folklore, fable. We explore what they say about cultures then and now. Grab a hot cup of cocoa and a comfy seat while we retell you a thing. Hello, everybody who is here for the live. So welcome to our first Fifth Friday Fable Fest of 2023. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that true? Yeah, I guess it is. The last one was like right before the new year. It was in yeah. December. Yeah. And for that, we didn't do a Fable Fest because we did our like divinations. Oh, December divinations, which was Yeah. Fun. And so then the time before that, it was like September. So yeah. yeah. It's been a bit. It has. It has been a bit, and I'm excited because our patrons on Patreon picked out uh, friendship tales for us to retell, and so that should be good. Yeah, we're friends. Yes, we're friends, so we're like the experts on friendship. (laughs) Yeah. We've been friends. Oh, I see someone I recognize jumping in, the Rag Goblin. Yeah. Welcome. uh, Gemini artist 200, 2000, 2000. Dot, dot Nick is somebody that I've, uh, interacted with before. We're super awesome. excited about, uh, like Sam Pornob, I hope. And Sashia guys, come on. I I'm so sorry if I'm not your strong point. So Shakia, Ikea, I hope is, <laughs> and if I mispronounce everything, please. I'm so sorry. Please know that I'm doing my best <laughs> every time at any point. Um, and that's especially true today. If um, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to try too too difficult of words. Uh, if I am trying to read some Sanskrit in uh, the Panchatantra. <laughs> what the? Oh, that's, that's so great. I'm glad that you feel like you know us. We want to get to know you better. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that I am, uh, you know, the people, we're friends, Katrina, you and I have been for, I saw like something, like a Facebook memory come up. It was like 15 years ago today. And it was like a picture of us. I was like, we'd been friends for a bit at that point too. So it's like, yeah. wow, we've been friends for a long time. Dude, because uh, I think, but also, I, I think it's been, it's been 15 years since I introduced you to your wife. Yeah, it has. Because it was so, like in March. Yeah. It was in March that we met. Yeah. 15 years ago. Fun fun story for the fans. Um, I actually tried to introduce Jeff to his future wife on Valentine's Day. And he was like, that feels like it. Because I, it, it wasn't a setup. I just wanted him to meet. I wanted this friend, Jeff, to meet my other friend. So that all of my friends could be in the same place at the same time. Um, but because it was uh, Valentine's Day, <laughs> he was like, that seems weird. Um, seems a little desperate, I believe. Is what yeah. <laughs> and so it was funny because it, it was like another month later uh, that we uh, the, the, the stars aligned. And yeah. it was and fated nice be- to be. <laughs> It's nice because like I always people are like, oh, how'd you meet? And I was like, we almost met on Valentine's Day, <laughs> which 
is like, it's not a good story actually, but it is an intriguing thing to say. Like that grabs someone's attention. Yeah. And like, if, if I'm like, we met on Valentine's Day, like that also would grab people's attention, but it also, like I, my vibe is one that aligns more closely with the, we almost met on Valentine's Day yeah. kind of a story than like, we met on Valentine's Day and it was romantic and amazing. Like, cause if we had actually met on Valentine's Day, it would have been awkward. Cause when we first met, actually, she spent the entire time flirting with some other guy and not me. Um, <laughs> which just adds to the story too. We almost yeah. went on Valentine's Day, but then the day that we did meet, she like hardly talked to me. She flirted with some other dude instead. <laughs> anyway, we got a little off track. What I was trying to get to <laughs> saying was, Katrina and I, we've been friends for 15 years. Yeah. And you all who are here in the chat, are our friends too. So it's going to be a perfectly aligned theme with the Lady Shogun now joining as well. Yes. Incredible. And I just got finished reading uh, a book about a brief uh, something, a, a brief, brief introduction to Japanese history. I can't remember. So yeah. I've got like Shogun on the brain. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, yes. Friendship is what we're going to be talking about. And it's interesting because when you're looking at stories and Aesop's fables, sometimes it is like how to be or how to spot like a not good friend, how to like, hopefully not how to be a not good friend. And then how, like how to spot true friends or how a true friend should act. So a lot of the examples are really like bad friends. <laughs> yeah. Like the wolf and the fox. Yeah. They are not good friends. Um, but that, that's a toxic friendship they got going on. Yeah. So speaking of toxic friendships, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Jeff, do you want to retell the first one? Uh, the vases one. The two pots? Yes. Absolutely, I do. I'm going to lean down I and grab my book. <laughs> All right. The two pots. A river overflew. Overflew? Overflowed? I want to say overflew. That's not right. It, it overflooded. Uh, <laughs> a river flooded, right? It overflowed its banks. And there were two pots that were getting carried along downstream that kind of got, you know, the flooding picked up these two pots along the way. And one was made of like ceramic earthenware and the other one was made out of brass. And the brazen brass pot said to the other, well, brother, since we're on the same journey, let us go along together. And it was like, that's a really sweet thing for that pot to say. Because I'm imagining too, it's like, you know, getting swept up in a flood is not like a Great situation. But yeah. he's like, hey, brother. He calls him brother. Not like literal brother, but you know what I mean? Like that's the tightness, the closest that he expects that they would have. Um, like we're in this together. Let's stick together. To which the earthen pot replied, no, 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 no. Hold up. Uh, and he was super afraid. He's like, wait, keep off. Whatever you do, do not get near me because if you bump into me, uh, then I'm going to shatter and explode and sink to the bottom of this lake and it'll be the end of me and the moral of this is equals make the best friends yeah. this <laughs> which 
I see how that moral comes from this fable. Yeah. I see how that fits. Um, do I see how this moral and this fable fit into my life as a human being here on this planet? Not immediately. Yeah. But I'm like stretching in my brain to try to think of a way that it's like, <laughs> that it appropriately does so. Yeah. So I purposely picked this story because it makes me so sad because like you would hope two people that get along with each other that enjoy each other's presence you would hope that that would also mean that they're good for each other yeah but it doesn't necessarily mean that and like that is so sad to me that that you can love somebody get along with them like vibe with them but not be good for each other. Not necessarily mm-hmm. like, you know, cause I mean, obviously in this story they're pots. And so it's like one is yeah. made out of a hard metal <laughs> and the other one is made out of clay and he doesn't want to get slammed into his like stronger friend. Um, right. But it, it, Oh man. Cause it makes me think of like people that I might love and care about and want the best for but they are not good for me. Yeah. See, I did not think of it at all that way. And now I'm like, oh, I do see this. So what I see it, I saw it as is like, I, maybe I was getting a little too literal with like th- what this pot is made of and what this pot is made of. Like this one's made of stronger stuff than this one. So it's just yeah. going to like crush it, you know? Um, oh, wow. Someone says, uh, Sam. I had a book with this fable in it as a kid, and there were illustrations. This unlocked something in my brain, LOL. <laughs> Glad to unlock a, a core childhood memory. Yeah, I want to show you two illustrations, <laughs> and I want to know if like if they're the same illustration. Because oh, are you this, gonna... <laughs> this illustration is like this like super grumpy earthenware-looking pot, but they made oh, the wow. pot shaped like a man. And he's got the grumpiest little, like, face. And then this other brass one also seems to have a face, but looks so, like, sinister. So I'm like, I'm like, which which picture is it? (laughs) If it was one of those. It's interesting how they, (laughs) it's interesting how they, like, like, anthropomorphize the pot, like, the pots, like, physically as well. Yeah. Because the one that I was lifting up to show, they're just pots. Yeah. What's crazy? Yours had the faces too. <laughs> That's awesome. Because, okay, my mom has, they used to make um, like ceramics to look like political figures. And uh, yeah, that guy's- um, my mom recently, it was like somebody in her family had like died and they were like, oh, great aunt, whoever, um, wanted you to have this. We're sending it your way. And they had said what it was, but my mom was like, I don't, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know what it is. And she opened it up and uh, it looked like just like, and same, Aichan Art is saying like the red cheeks on this guy on the earthenware like thing. My mom's cup was like the same way where it was like this guy had these like big red cheeks and he was wearing like a floppy hat. And it 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 looks like a, a very weird children's ceramic uh party 
Not party. Yeah. <laughs> Ceramics, like, class, um, what word am I trying to think of? Read my, read my mind. As my, as my friend, read my mind. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like a children's. Dull? Toy? Who knows? Tea party. Like a, like, oh, yeah, yeah, tea yeah. party set was what I think I was trying to say. But yeah, it looks like a, like, yeah, that. Um, but that's what that picture reminds me of. So if you had the same picture, I imagine looking at that picture as a child and being like, what the heck? Why are these two sinister looking <laughs> uh, pots like staring down each other like that? Um, yeah. But sorry, Jeff, you were talking about, um, you have been thinking of it literally of like, Right, I'm like made it's kind of, of stronger well, stuff than you. Yeah, or? it's like one is made of stronger stuff than the other, and so like they're incompatible because this person's like this one's like a stronger person, and so like them being around this weaker person will just like not be good for them. Which I was like, I don't like that. I think you can have friends that have, that are like made of different stuff, like in lots yeah. of different ways. You know, I was like, I was there was a part of me that was wondering like, what does that mean? But I like what you're saying because I do 100% agree with your interpretation as far as like there are people they get along with each other. They're like the same like they're both pots like this situation they both do the same things but they're just not good for each other i think of um like people that i've known like they're couples some like couples they were like romantically involved and they you know got involved with like drugs or alcohol like some heavy addiction issues yeah. going on and it was like because they were both had the same kind of like you know, vibe, they got along super well, yeah. but then they also would like go out and party and they would, you know, were not good for each other in that way as far as like yeah. the, the roads that it started leading them down. And like, you know, they, I'm trying, it's like, I don't know how some of these <laughs> relationships ended up, but you know, it's like, you could yeah. just see from the outside, like this doesn't look like it's going somewhere good. And it's so sad. Yeah. And, it, and like, it doesn't have to be that extreme. Like, I don't think your example yeah. in your life that you're thinking of is that yeah. extreme, but, but there are situations where, you know, yeah. you really get along with somebody really well. And you may be in like a similar flow of life, a similar situation that's going along, but it would not be good for one or both of you to actually be involved with each other for whatever reason. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons that I can imagine. Um, so it's like, uh, that was a much better interpretation than where my Yeah. Brain. And I mean, and it's sad. Like that yeah. is a really difficult thing with like, like friendship and love and like when you care about somebody. But you realize, like, I like what you said, like, going, like, for a while, you might be going down that stream together, and you might be, like, flowing really well with each other, but, you know, you've got to let this stream take you in different ways, because if you end up, like, crashing into each other. I mean, what's interesting is that, like, that idea of, like, stronger stuff, when it's actually, like, the things I'm thinking about are like, I mean, in the example that you gave of the, um, like, of like partying addiction, whatever, the person who gets like smashed isn't necessarily like made out of weaker stuff or whatever. It's just yeah. because of what the, the type of person that they are, or even the goals that they want out of life, they're going to lose out on those opportunities if they like go down that yeah. way. I like uh, what uh, Gemini artist 2000.nick says. Um, and the saying goes, you meet the right person at the wrong time. And yeah. yeah. That is heartbreaking. Oh, I also that, think that. Just now that made me think of um, one of the hardest breakup scenes I have ever watched of any TV show was in um, Schitt's Creek. 
when the um, there was this uh, like woman and she was breaking up with her boyfriend and they loved each other and they cared about each other a lot. But he was going to be moving down to I want to say it was like Guatemala or Haiti, something like that, to be a veterinarian down there and for like three years or something. But she had just gotten her job and stuff established where she wanted to go and they were not going to be in the same place. And they had to break up even though they loved each other so much because Mm -hmm. if they decided to stay together, one of them was going to have their dreams crushed. Yeah. Like they, one of them, one of them would have to give up something and they didn't want to do that to each other. And so even though they loved each other, they had to say goodbye. And that was like the roughest breakup because it was like two people who just loved each other but it just wasn't good time. Yeah. It's like your relationship is amazing, but you have to break up. Like, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. And I think it's interesting too. like you uh, display a great deal of maturity in when you're bringing up like your life example where you're saying like, you know, like it's just not a person that I could have in my life or whatever. Um, and I, I don't know if it's like uh, either like immaturity on my part emotionally or otherwise, or just like a different ordering of values. But, in so many situations and I've had, and I've had this go wrong (laughs) too. And it's been painful and hurtful. And I was that little uh, ceramic pot that ended up getting broken. But it's like, you know, lots of times like those relationships take such like a priority in my life are so important to me that like, for me, it is worth giving up certain things to like maintain those or, you know what I mean? Like, and I think everyone has that to a degree, but I think, um, I don't know, like in that situation, like in Chits Creek, it's like, there's no way that I, that I would not have, I would be like, this is ridiculous that we're breaking up we're not breaking up. Like I'll go with you to Guatemala or you come with me to wherever it is and I'll figure out what it is. Cause like, you know, in my mind, yeah. like my career is like secondary to my life. Like I want to yeah. live the life I want to live, which involves being near the people I want to be near, you know, being involved with the people that I love. Yeah. Um, and so like, I will do what I can to fit you know, my career and my job and what I do to like sustain my life around that rather than, uh, you know, the other way around where it's like, Oh, like my career is taking me this way. So I'm just going to like get rid of everything yeah, important like, in my life for Bye, me. Everybody. You know? Yeah. And that so, is, I, don't know. I do like that you pointed out like it's, it, that was like an ordering of values of yeah. like for you, you would be like, no, like whatever my career is, if it takes me away from the people that I love, like I want my life to be filled with the people that I love. And yeah, I think that's yeah. healthy. I suddenly had in my brain uh, come in where we've had this conversation before about like white fanging. That was from New Girl. <laughs> where they're talking about white fanging. Where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. You're, you have to break up with the person because it's what's good for them you know like you don't want to break up with them they still love you or whatever but like you have to because you're that that brass pot and you're going to break them if you stay near them like not intentionally or whatever but it's like it's not good for them to be with you because you're holding them back and so you're like white yeah. fanging them where you're like <laughs> harry and the hendersons yeah <laughs> yeah go go throwing rocks at him is like he doesn't understand so sad because it also happens in like flipper man it was like for a while, there were just movies where it was like that was just like what happened. Anytime there was an animal interaction, yeah. it always There's ended a bunch. that way. So yeah, I had some good. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I was. That's where I was going to. We had some good awesome. comments coming in. 
Yeah, uh, HNR saying, he's like, I would uh, try long distance relationship, not giving up both. It was like, wow, HNR, way to use technology to solve, <laughs> uh, you know, modern day problems with modern day, modern day problems require modern day solutions. Like, um, I love what why they did also, I think of that? I love what they also <laughs> that's, said. That's is, a good point. Sometimes being similar um, makes your life boring too. They say opposites attract for a reason. And that can be true too, where it's like, you get along really well with somebody where like, oh, we like all the same things. We do all the same. But it's like, does it stretch you as a person? Like, do you need a friend yeah. that can like challenge your boundaries, not challenge your boundaries, like challenge your <laughs> comfort zones. Right. Yeah. And Take you out of your comfort zone, stretch yeah, your stretch your mind. And yeah. Yeah. And it's there's definitely something to be said, too, for. You know, like having complementary strengths in a relationship. Yeah. As well. Like, I'm trying to think, I'm like trying to tie it back into the pots. It's like these pots, they both do the same thing. They both can carry water. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what they're made of isn't as important as what their function is, but it's like in their friendship and relationship, like they've got the water carrying thing really, really covered, but maybe that's not what they need to be, you know, optimally <laughs> successful in their lives. Yeah. They, they need... May need what Somebody other than else. caring water is there? But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so interesting. Raise them up. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah so I started off being like, Josh I, I liked the story. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the Josh Groban. Uh, like I liked the story. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, but I was like, not really a fan of the Marvel. Now I'm like, you know what? I, I like it. I do think it's applicable. And I think it sparked some good conversation. Yeah. Um, Way to go two pots. Way to go, two pots. No, and it really is. It's a story that makes me sad. Um, yeah. Because it is a complicated relationship thing where, yeah, sometimes two people can really love each other and care about each other. They're not good for each other. Or you're good for a season in each other's lives, but you're mm -hmm. not meant to be with each other through your whole lives. And that's hard. Saying, that like, hard. I wish you the best. Good luck. We yeah. can't keep going and, the same way. And like, just as a person, I'm learning a lot about myself in that, like, like I, I said this already, but it's like, I just resist that. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I, do, I do not accept so, that. I'm going to cling on to this That's person. Stupid. I yeah. get them for forever. That's yeah. fine. And it's, because and like I said, I'm like, it, Hey, it's worked for us for the last <laughs> it has. 15 years. Katrina's been trying to white fang me all this time, Just but I won't go. let her. And now look, we're doing a podcast together. Our complementary strengths are coming together into this beautiful uh, fairy tellers podcast. So aren't you glad that I didn't let you white fang me? Yeah, absolutely. I Or flipper me or Harry and the Hendersons me. I would never Harry and the Hendersons <laughs> you. Thank you. Like what, like what kind of movement is that? Um, Ooh, so, this, this comment starts off, this is okay. niche, which is like my favorite type of thing. <laughs> Again, Gemini Artiste2000.nick. We don't have to say the whole thing the whole time, but I actually am going to because I love it. This is niche, but it's related to this kind of content. In the Anderson tale, The Little Mermaid, it mentioned the prince somehow had the same birthday as the mermaid, but their bond broke. Heartbreak emoji. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like we have the same birthday. Like we are obviously fated to be with one another we're twin flames we're soulmates we're i don't yeah. actually even know what a t 
the difference between a twin flame and a soulmate is. I get like tarot and like astrology TikTok stuff come up when they're talking about this, and I just kind of like You're listen like, for a little yes. bit, and I'm like, I don't a word salad for me to eat, <laughs> and I don't eat it, and I don't take it in and understand it. But anyway, yeah, it's like are, we have the same birthday. Like oh, it's fated to be, but then it was not because. She turned to seafoam at the end and yeah. didn't get to go to heaven because she had no soul. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, they couldn't be soulmates because uh, she didn't have a soul. <laughs> and she couldn't it's go to heaven. To have because... a soul. <laughs> oh, I love this. This story also feels this is uh, Sam Pornab. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Um, Sam Pornab. Pornab. You're probably close. That's what that. I would say. Well, I don't know. They should, they'll tell us. Anyway. They can correct us. This story also feels like a self-care warning and getting to a point of strength before entering a relationship. Yeah. Mm. I like that too, yeah. because it is like, you have to be strong. You have to know who you are. Like you have to be comfortable with yourself so you can take care of yourself in a relationship. And so like, I mean, the earthenware pot, I think knew his strengths, but also very much knew his like weaknesses and yeah. I'm gendering the male because of those grumpy pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, new, like, okay, I can't keep going along with you because, like, I know where my strengths are. I know where my weaknesses are. I'm just calling it. Like, this is, like, it for, like, our friendship. Instead of letting myself be destroyed just so that, like, I don't hurt you. Oh. Ooh. Porna. LOL. Oh. Sorry, it's Samporna. It means complete in Sanskrit, Hindi, Bengali. Cool. So we were way wrong. And do not apologize. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one who's allowed to apologize for ruining people's names. No, I mean, you I. Because it's like. Like it has a B at the end of their thing, but there's no B. In, like it's just the username is is not what the name oh, Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd like that. I get it. But. Oh, man. Lots of great comments. Do you hear? Yeah. There's a saying in Turkish, first your life, then your love. And I'm like, look, this is why I'm not Turkish, because obviously I've said this already. I disagree. <laughs> You're like, my love is my life. All the people I love come before my life. Like, <laughs> Welcome to the Internet, Gemini Ortiz. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I have to get this out of my brain. But we do know that at least the earthenware pot is... Uh, male because or, or at least the brazen pot thinks it is because it calls a brother oh okay but we do not know whether yeah. the brazen pot is male or female um what is interesting like as a little fairy tale side note is that uh languages that have um like feminine or masculine nouns when they will translate the story, this happens a lot with like German, um, mm. like with the Grimm's brothers. If there is not like, if it's not specified, like in the story, what, like what it is, like if it laid eggs, obviously like they'll be like, Oh, the one's a female or whatever. Um, but if it's not stated, like in the story of like the, I think it's what is it, like the coal, the straw and the, bean something like that um they in the translation the in the translation into like english they'll gender it but they'll gender it according to what the nouns uh were in the original language which i think is just funny 
That is fascinating. <laughs> and iChan aren't coming in defending Turkish because they say, don't worry, we have lots of sayings in Turkish and lots of them are the opposite of each other. So you can find something about how you think, which I love because English, the exact same. We talk about this many times on yeah. the podcast too. Like the pen is mightier than the sword, but actions speak louder than words. It's like, you've got these sayings, but they're the opposites of each other, which doesn't mean that one is wrong and the other is right. Like, they can both be right in different situations. You know, different situations call for yeah. different things. In some situations, actions speak louder than words, but in some situations, the pen is mightier than the sword. Um, yeah. And in my life, whatever the saying was before, first your life, then your love. No, first your love, then your life. Love is life. Life is love. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. So I'm going to find the Turkish saying that matches my worldview. <laughs> and then only repeat those ones. Yes. That seems appropriate. All right. We so, got another one? Yes. So I have the hare and the dog. So there was once a dog that was chasing a hare or a rabbit. And the dog had recently had a really good meal. And so he wasn't actually hungry. And so he thought that he would have a bit of fun by just like chasing after the hare, getting it to like run and scatter. And then, you know, after it got farther away, he'd kind of like slow down and then speed up again to chase it. So he was just having fun terrorizing this hare. <laughs> and sometimes he would get really, really, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes he would get really, really close to the rabbit and he would put its mouth up against it and then just lick it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> which I'm like, Hey, not not chill. my friends and I do that all the time too. <laughs> Just, Just get really close to him and like that. Um, so finally, the hare, this rabbit, was like, "Are you a friend or are you a foe? Because if you're a friend, why are you trying to bite me? And if you're an enemy, why caress me?" <laughs> and it says, "Open enmity is better than doubtful friendship." Mm. There, I feel like that moral has appeared verbatim at the end of another fable as well. I feel like there's a lot. Yeah. Of, I feel like there's more than even one more where that yeah. is uh, is stated, and I think that that is totally true. Like, yeah. there's, I don't know. It's a big. It's a big for me. Like just knowing where I like where people I stand with people and where they stand with me. You know, like yeah, that's important i like that like clear to understand because i mean it is a dangerous situation because it's like if you think that this person is your friend and then they're going to come and bite your little rabbit foot off you know like that's not good because yeah. you you might not be on your on guard enough to protect yourself from that yeah and it's also like why would you want to have a friendship with somebody where you are constantly nervous that they were going to attack you yeah like that's not a friend like if you're going around a friend and you're always half scared that they are going to do something to harm you, either like physically or like emotionally. You're like, it would be easier if I just knew that you hated me, didn't want me around. Because then I wouldn't come around. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've seen this in real life, too. And it's kind of yeah. one of those things where like a worldview like mine could get you in trouble because if you are like a... Uh, a love over life. 
in this context, it's a lot, what the stakes are a lot higher, you know, kind yeah. of a person. It's like, you're like, no, but I like want to, you know, like love and support this person. But it's like, again, they're the brazen pot that's going to, that could smash into you yeah. and destroy you. It's like, and you can't let that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gemini Artiste, 2000.nick. The hair had his priorities straight. LOL. It's like, yeah. absolutely. He's like. And, and like, I. I feel like a lot of younger like relationships like in high school and middle school are the ones that I think of now where like yeah. people are stay friends with people that aren't good for them just because it's a weird situation where it's kind of like even if you want to not be friends with someone anymore like you still go to the same school and you see them every single day so it's yeah. kind of like awkward whereas like in life like if some of my friends if I decided I didn't want to see them anymore it's like i could actually not ever see them again you know like we have to see each other like you like you live all the way across the country if we decided yeah. that we didn't want to see each other it would be it would be heartbreaking but it would be easy like yeah situationally to do that yeah because like if i was just like you know what i never want to talk to jeff again i could just not talk <laughs> to you ever again and we wouldn't like there's not a huge risk of us like running into each other and there being like an awkward situation. I was thinking yeah. today um, I had a it, listen, it wasn't a negative interaction with this like woman. Um, it was this uh, she just every time I talk to her, she always seems like uh, she does not want to talk to me. But yeah. our kids go to the same school and um they're not friends friends uh but they have like similar friends it's just they keep running into each other so i keep running into this woman and having this like unpleasant situation where anytime i'm trying to talk to her she's like huh hmm oh like not adding to the conversation mm -hmm. and i'm like okay i understand she doesn't want to be my friend and that's fine because yeah. I and you appreciate and the, that, yeah. Because open enmity is better yeah. <laughs> than doubtful like, friendship. Yeah, like, and it's fine because I'm not in elementary school. I'm not in middle school. I don't. I don't need her yeah. to be my friend because I yeah. can just walk away from her and uh, call my other friends yeah, and, and gossip about her on the internet. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> with all of your other internet friends yeah, yeah and there's like something i was trying to get to this point too where oh, like there's there is the just the physical situation of being in school but then there's also like the really difficult like point of life that you're in where it's like your social bonds are like they're still important as an adult too but it's like you formed other important social bonds i don't like but it's more important as like a as a kid to get along with your friends like to have friends yeah. to have these social connections like that's a really 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 important thing and it can feel like akin to death to be separated from like social circles which can happen if you like unfriend somebody yeah and there's some of that that like comes with you know growing maturing and gaining confidence that you you don't have to be that way like i i definitely was kind of that way as a younger man myself like in middle school high school whatever you know like it was really important to have these social connections. And if you didn't, it was, could be, you know, it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, like sad and it felt, um, you know, felt bad. So I'm glad I'm an adult and I can have that. And it's like, you know, boundaries, like you learn to set boundaries with people and be like, this is the type of behavior I will accept from my friends and the type that I won't. And it's like, and yeah. this person's displaying that they won't. And you, and like even saying to people, it's like, Hey, you know what? I, I don't think, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, I know, you know, I mean, sometimes you don't have to, but it's like, yeah. you know, like I, 
it would be, I would never have done that in middle school or high school. I probably would have like ghosted friends or something if I was trying to not be friends with them, which is like, oh, I'm just going to avoid them and pretend like nothing ever happened. Whereas yeah. like now I could see, I haven't, but I could see situations where I'm like, Hey, I don't, I just don't think that we should. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd be like a boundary, to spend time with each other. a boundary that I'm with my friends. I'm like, don't chase me. Like you're going to bite me and then lick me. That's a no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If a friend is doing that and you're like, Hey, Hey, I accept either, licks either, only, not bites. Yeah. <laughs> either bite me or don't chase me at all. <laughs> Um, in a more serious bent, Nick, who asked us to call him Nick, which, you know, is a little sad, but okay, I will. <laughs> Nick <laughs> said, it's understandable talking about like, you know, the high school, middle school kids, um, like maintaining these friendships that might not be the best for them. Uh, it's understandable, especially if they mentally got hurt by something for the first time. It's more of a defense mechanism, which is like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because like it is, your your so social bonds are kind of like a buffer against. Up. Yeah, like it, 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 yeah, like your social bonds, and even as like adults, you know, your your community is a buffer against stress and the crappy stuff that happens in your life. So when you lose some of that buffer too, it's like kind of scary. Yeah, man. I just keep <laughs> I just peaced out at high school. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> we are, we've got. Uh, I Chen Art also said earlier, um, like, th this is why it was asocial or something like that. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Because um, it is like, oh, man, especially. I know people say like, oh, you couldn't pay me to go back to like high school. It was like horrible. Middle school. I I would never go back to middle school again. High school either, but like. Middle school was so rough. And it is just as you are like trying to practice being a good human and a friend and you're making missteps, but then also other people are making missteps and hurting you. And you kind of are in this like situation where it's not that easy to just like leave Thank you for agreeing that middle school is so <laughs> yeah, bad. Everyone in Sam. the chat is like middle school, middle school sucks. Uh, and, and people are saying high school sucks too. Um, Or not but, that it sucks, but that it was rough. Yeah. Especially, man, just <laughs> learning how to be a good person to other people. And then you're accidentally hurting people. Other people are accidentally hurting you. I love the TikToks that I'm seeing where people are like, Oh man, why did I waste my time crying about somebody who like mm. wore shorts to middle school or like like wore shorts <laughs> even on like freezing cold days and like would put paste on their hands and like lick them. Um <laughs> So someone and, was crying about me in middle school? Well. <laughs> but I like That makes I, me feel a lot better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think back on that and I'm like you know, thinking about how high stakes I thought everything was, because it is like when you're that young and like, that's your perspective, like, oh, it's so That is hard. your world. Yeah. Like your world is so small. Yeah. And so it is, you know, if there are people in your life who are being that dog that think it's funny to terrorize you or think that it's like fun 
to scare you and then be like, just kidding, we're friends. Like, play those mind games. Like, Mm. that is not your friend. And, like, as an adult, it's nice to have the self-confidence that, like, when somebody's giving, like, obvious signals that they're like, um, I'm toxic, it's like, okay, that's fine. Um, I'm not going to hang out with you. Yeah. You can be toxic by yourself. Like, (laughs) I don't, I'm not going to be part of that. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and Nick added again to it. Guess we were all just going through puberty, and puberty's messy and confusing, it which is. is totally true. Oh man, and that's not, the thing. You're not just your fit, like not just your body is like a mess, but like yeah. hormonally and like your brain developing and changing. You are going from thinking that you like really are the only person in the world, and that you mm-hmm. think, oh, everybody's looking at me. Everybody cares about like me and I'm embarrassing myself. And it's like, no, everybody's thinking that exact same thing. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody cares. Yeah. Something I was going to say too, is like along the same line, you know, the people that were like this dog in the story in middle school, like they were also just learning. And that was some sort of, you know, either defense mechanism or something that was going on with them to cope with their own situation, you know, and like lots of those people, learn that that's not good and they change where so so when you get to yeah. the point where you are an adult like when like when you're a kid like there's kind of a little bit of that going on it's more common you know because we're all immature we're all doing stupid stuff and like yeah. making mistakes because we're learning but it's like when you get to the point that you're an adult and there's an adult like you know someone in their like late 20s 30s beyond that is acting in that way like it stands out a lot more because there's a lot fewer of those people and it's like just a very bright red flag of like this is not a person that I would like to have in my life. And then you also have the maturity to be like, even though there are things that this person could probably benefit me in, in whatever way, like, cause there might, there might be besides just like friendship or whatever, or even with just friendship, um, you know, you have the maturity to be like, you know what, but it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it, it doesn't matter that that person is like, I mean, what's funny is here, like where I live, there's, it's usually like, Oh, if you make the right connections with people, you can get like free sports tickets or free shows to stuff because everybody has um, somebody that gives them comp tickets for the different right. venues that they work the at. Venues around. But I'm like, they're like, <laughs> it's not worth it to. I have known several people in my life who have tried to pr- befriend difficult people. For that reason, because that person has a hookup with like tickets Mm. to different things. And I'm like, you know what? There is not a Taylor Swift ticket in the world that would make me want to be friends with some of these people. Listen, poorly chosen example, Taylor Swift tickets definitely would be worth it. But I see the point that you're trying to make. And I agree with the Lord. Listen, that's that's why I picked... Taylor Swift is an example because uh, those are highly sought after tickets. Like very, very, <laughs> it's like, Oh, a very, it's a very, it's a hot take right now. Um, it is a uh, very timely relevant one right now uh, with like, how long ago was that? Like the Ticketmaster thing. I don't know. Several months. Yeah. And if you're listening to this in the backlog of our episodes, it was several years ago (laughs) and everyone's forgotten about it. (laughs) But yeah, it's like there, there really is like to hang out with fake people. 
if I have to pretend to be a fake person, if I have to become a fake person to get something <laughs> like tickets or whatever out of somebody else, like, yeah. no, no, there, there is not I love the price <laughs> of her tickets. I love what you said about pretending to try to pretend to be a fake person. <laughs> There's so much fakeness and pretending going on that it's like, wow. Yeah, that's what, the type of phonies that the character in the catcher in the rye was talking about. Yeah, I'm like, okay, at what point you can't pretend to be you can't pretend to be a fake person because at that point <laughs> you are you are a fake person. <laughs> that's and what I realized. That saying. makes you the toxic one. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like only only real friendships, like people, only real friends. Middle school is hard enough without fake friends. Yeah. Don't let people pretend to bite you unless that is what you are into and you have a safe word. And the safe word is Aesop yeah. Fables. <laughs> <laughs> Aesop. You can't Aesop Fables, that's too long to get out. Just oh, okay. short Aesop. Aesop for safety's yeah. sake. <laughs> that's All my right, you want to hear about another dog? Yes. Who's a bit of a scamp, but not like a toxic scamp. Now, I wouldn't even call that other person a scamp. I would call that other one, the previous dog, like just a... A terrorizer. A terrorizer. Terrorist. This dog, not so much. All right, so a certain man, a certain rich man, invited a person of high rank to sup with him. This is called the dog invited to supper, by the way. I like that. Uh, introductory sentence but anyway so like some rich guy is inviting some important guy to have supper with him and they were making preparations for this they were getting like all the best delicacies that were in season you know i know the people are super into that like the seasonal like do you know the restaurants like the super fancy restaurants like their menu like changes with the seasons yeah like the local farm that they get their stuff from like literally has to grow the crops that they're like you know brushing the dirt off that day as you're eating it. So they're preparing all this stuff. And the dog of the host was like, you know what? My master is having like his friend over. I want to have one of my dog friends over. And so he's like, I'm going to ask one of my dog friends to come to this awesome party. It's a great opportunity. (laughs) And so uh, when it fell upon dusk, uh, the dog that was invited came over and his dog friend showed him into the kitchen. He's like, dude, look at all this awesome stuff that we're going to eat. It's going to be amazing and seasonal and super fancy. And the invited dog was just absolutely astonished. And he kind of lost it. I'm going to say, uh, he was like, man, when, when the time comes, I'm going to eat all of this food right up. Um, I'm going to eat enough to last a week. It said, And so he was wagging his tail so hard and licking his chops with so much vigor (laughs) that it kind of got the attention of the head cook who saw this strange dog that he did not know in the kitchen and was like, this isn't going to fly. So he picks the dog up by the tail and gives him a swing in the air and then sends him flying through the window uh, and out into the street. And so, you know, the dog limped away after the hard fall, which is sad, um, and was soon surrounded by a lot of uh, other kind of street dogs. And 
earlier this dog had been boasting of his invitation to these other dogs like i'm gonna go to this cool party and you're not gonna be off the hook and you don't gotta go and they're like uh the dogs that he was bringing to were like hey how'd it go <laughs> i just imagined them like watching him come sailing out of the window yeah. like poof, poof, poof. So, did the party go How well? Was the party? <laughs> <laughs> like dripping with sarcasm. And he was like, "Oh man, no, it did not go well." Uh Oh wait, no, he did it. What am I saying? <laughs> he said <laughs> This is so funny. I he so he said, "I forgot what this last line was." He was like, "Oh, rarely," he answered. "I was treated so warmly that I hardly know how I got out of the house." <laughs> uh which the reason I don't remember that is because it's irrelevant to the moral, which is yeah. beware how you accept favors. But it is a really funny thing for the dog to say. Or yeah. a really tragic thing, because that dog might just have like a brain injury and it's like can't remember anything because it, you know, flew out of a window. Yeah, and into he's the like, street. I must have had a good time because I cannot remember that party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, we've all been to parties so yeah. like that. Um, yeah. But beware how you accept favors. So this was one of those ones where I am kind of like. Like, what are they getting at? Like, with, yeah. like, like, the beware. whole moral. Yeah, of, like, oh, like, beware. Hey, just be cool. Like, yeah, it's a cool thing, but, like, just be cool about it. Don't, yeah. don't make a big deal out of it. But that's not what they're saying, but to a degree, I think. Yeah, because I'm like, what's interesting is it it almost is like, oh, hey, make sure that when you accept, like, the friendship or favors of, like, somebody else in a different position than you, make sure that you ad adjust your actions. Mm. Right. So this one makes me... It reminds me that these tales were set in a very particular time and were for a particular audience of like royals, nobility, political officers. Yeah. And so it was important for them to learn that if you are, if you were raised in like kind of a, a lower situation if you were like lowborn again like yeah, these, yeah. this is not the way that we think <laughs> view human beings um but yeah if you were born into kind of a lesser station and you get invited to have like a leg up in the world by a friend who's better situated than you make sure that when you get into that position that you adjust how you act. Do not act like a street dog when you've been invited into a house. Which, again, I want to reiterate, that is not how I view human beings. And, like, that's not how, you know, like, I, I, I think people should treat each other. But it's one of those uh, stories about friendship in Aesop's Fables where looking at it in our day, I look at that moral and I'm like, oh. yeah. I don't know if that is still like good or applicable or healthy for people. Yeah. Here's something that I thought about it too. 
I mean, like I 100% agree. This was like my second uh, with what you said. That was my like kind of first interpretation and like, oh, that's weird and I don't like it. And it's kind of gross, which not that this is necessarily not, but like, well, no, I, 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 I will stand by what I'm about to say. I don't think it's not as gross for the interpretation as that. And it, I think could be applicable. Um, like the problem occurred. It seems to me that like the cook didn't know who this dog was and the dog was acting yeah. like a little uh, intense. And like in that intense. situation of a dog in yeah. your kitchen that you don't know, getting real excited about the food there. Like, yeah, I don't think that kid, I mean, do not throw a dog out the window, sir. That was inappropriate. Never okay. Um, but, you know, like his fear was not like unfounded. And But it, it comes not from, it comes from the fact that he didn't know the dog. You know what I mean? Like the other yeah. dog was there and he knows that dog. And yeah. so everything was fine. You know, it's like, you know, like beware of how your actions might be interpreted by people that don't know you. Like just because you're friends with this person, if you're going to a place where there's a bunch of strangers, like, you know, people aren't going to know who you are. Like I get in trouble with this sometimes where like uh, people don't know that I'm joking. And I say some really ridiculous things. Like I was telling someone that I was a heroin dealer and I was looking to move (laughs) into new turf. And I'm pretty sure they thought that I was joking, but you could see that it took a second. And it was like, this person was like, that was not really their kind of humor necessarily. They went along with it after a bit, but you know, I mean, like this person I'm meeting for the first time, I'm joking yeah. them a heroin dealer, and they're like, "Wait a minute, is this guy really a heroin dealer?" <laughs> a heroin dealer wouldn't tell you they're a heroin dealer, yeah, unless you look like the type of person who's trying to score some heroin. Did they? And did I should they? know. The- <laughs> no, they did not. It was like a really sweet, like you know, fifty-seven-year-old lady. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like I could have been yeah. more socially adept in that situation to be like, that's a fine joke to tell yeah. to strangers on the internet because the internet's a weird place and they expect people to be weirdos on the internet. Yeah. Um, or among my friend group who are also a bunch of heroin weirdos dealers. who would know that oh. <laughs> who know that I'm joking, who get my humor. But you know, it's like, and it's not to say that like, you know, you can't be yourself. Like there's lots of ways I could have still been myself, but like tempered my, uh, my behavior to this that was more appropriate to the situation, like meeting someone the first time, is that's not probably the best time to make that kind of a joke. I could have made yeah. a, another joke that would have been funny. Even like it was a poor choice to do the heroin dealer route. I could have said uh, like I was an astronaut or something equally yeah. ridiculous. And it still would have been to give my character to be like joking around and be like, oh, yeah. Um, so, I th- you know, and again, I think I have to, I'm reading really deep into this to get to that point. But, yeah, you know, that's what I'm taking out of it. That is actually relevant. Like be be aware of how your actions will be interpreted by other people when you're outside of your like, you know, normal sphere and element. Yeah. I love that I chan art was like, I struggle with that type of joke too. Maybe I'm too realistic. Yeah. Like, (laughs) listen, sometimes I'm like, if you are completely yourself, including like completely your, um, like, your jokes, your sense of humor, like your out there-ness, the people who get repelled are the people that are, you know, you can, you'll never be able to be yourself around them anyway. And so it's like, oh, you might as well repel them early. But I do like what you're saying, because mm-hmm. there are times in life where you can't just repel everybody because like, we live in a society, you have to get along with people, you know, like you can't just go into like your place of business and be like, it's okay. I can joke about this. Everybody should just deal with it. Cause it's my personality. Like there are times when you have to like, 
adjust for that like social yeah reason and, and that's hard and yeah i chain art clarifying yeah that oh yeah no they're the type of person that makes jokes and people don't take that take people take it seriously because they don't get the sarcasm yeah um yeah and and nick is saying peer pressure which you know to a degree but i, I i'm even saying something a little different than like, I do think there is some peer pressure, but, like, it's something that I struggle with, too. Like, growing up in those, like, middle school and high school years, like, what does it mean to be, like, authentic and to, like, be yourself? Yeah. You know, like, like there is are parts of you that's, like, your personality. But then, like, what does it say, like, when you're trying to, like, be better at things, like, trying to improve yourself? It's like, is that betraying who you are? And it's like, yeah. the choices that you make based on your values and the things that are important to you, that is who you are. And so, like, I don't want to be making people uncomfortable when I'm talking to them and meeting them for the first time and making yeah. them like, you know, like, I don't know, like, that's not who I want to be. So like, I would want to make a better choice. I would like be able to still be myself and be funny and not like have to take everything so seriously um, in a situation that someone else might just be like, you know, answer like a question about what they did for their jobs in a serious yeah. way. But like, I would like to choose to make a choice to not, make this person uncomfortable in that type of a situation, you know, and that is still being true to who you are. Um, Even though like you're like, you may be like tempering your impulses or something like that, you know? So it's like, it's a hard line I think to find and to walk, but um, that's kind of like where I've. Yeah. I like how you said that, that something that you value that is part of your personality is that you don't want to make other people uncomfortable. And, and so being a little bit more restrained in your sense of humor to make sure that you're not like worrying anybody or making them feel like uncomfortable (laughs) or like that dog that they're like, is it going to lick me or bite me? Yeah. Like Like, unsafe. Yeah. yeah, You don't want to make people feel unsafe that that. So you are being true to yourself when you are trying to just make sure that people are comfortable. That is who you are as like a person that wants to like make people feel safe. And I Chan Art, making it somewhat as a joke, but I think with some truth, and I agree that there's truth to this, <laughs> said, I don't know who I am. I have five different personalities with like a, a laughy face, which like we all have different versions of ourselves that we are in different situations. Like you're a different yeah. version of yourself when you're with your family, you're a different version of yourself when you're with your friends, you're a different version of yourself when you're standing up in front of a group of people giving a presentation like it at work or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, and all of those people are you. You're just like different parts of you are being, are shown at different times. And some of them are more based on your natural impulses. And some of them are more based on the choices that you're deciding to make. But it's like, but it is you. Like you could make choices that were like not being true to yourself too. It's like hard, hard to yeah. describe. Like that the difference, human, but human you know what I mean? experience like, is difficult. Yeah. Like just because you're a different have like a different person around different people doesn't mean that you're not you're being your true self in all of those situations. Like that yeah. is truly how you behave in all of the situations. Um, yeah. And people are saying like, you know, like the role of a son, a daughter, a friend and, and so on. And it's like, yeah. it's totally true. Um, yeah. Anyway. So we are, we're almost so, at the hour mark. Do- <laughs> oh, sorry. No, sorry. I was just gonna be like, so don't take on the role of a street dog at a fancy party. And get yourself thrown out of a window. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. But if somebody throws you out of a window, they're the toxic <laughs> one. I just want to say. Yeah. Yes. Um. So we're almost at like the hour mark, which is when it's like, oh, we might Instagram sometimes 
like will give me like a countdown thing where they're like, get off now. <laughs> We're going to shut you down. And then other times they're, they're it's like, like playing the music. Yeah, it's like at other times they don't care. I just before yeah, like, yeah, whatever <laughs> before we leave because I was hoping to get to something from the Pantatantra. I have um, this book that is um, the Pantatantra that is like for kids, and so these are uh, fables, stories in the tradition of um, the tales for princes, and so they are stories that are supposed to be teaching um princes the right ways to be as people and um this is the not children's uh version of it and so they are like nested tales which makes it a little difficult because they're not as short as like aesop fables they're uh longer tales and they have really great um little like um like proverb poems kind of inside of each of the tales, like a lot of them because this book was like supposed to be a book of instructions for princes, how to be, but the five sections in this book, and we are going to have to probably do a, an episode soon from something in the Pantatantra. Um, but the books of tales that they have, um, there was estrangement, of friends. So like when friendship ends mm. and then another one is about winning of friends, how to like, how to be in friendships. And then, um, there's another one called of crows and owls, which I am not sure what the overall theme of that one is. Um, and then loss of gains and rash deeds are the other ones. Um, and so those different like books that are collections of tales that are like nested in each other were to teach princes about that. But I just wanted to like point out that I absolutely love that in that tradition, the two biggest portions of that set were about friendships, about like, like what is bad friends and how to like win friends and gain friends. Um, so I'm like, if, if it doesn't shut off on me, I want to tell a bit of one of these tales. Um, because if it does oh. shut off on us, yeah. you can come on to uh, the fairy tellers, look us up on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, and we are recording separately from the Instagram yes. Live. So whether they kick us off or not, Katrina's going to tell the story, and uh, you can hear it yeah. if you don't get to hear it tonight. Like, but I'm going to stop talking and take more time so that maybe you can hear it right now, even though I do really want you to go and have to download our podcast. So just like, do that anyway. It's like, regardless, <laughs> we want you to get the story. Um, so there was a crow that was named Lightwing, and which Good I name. love. Good name, Lightwing. And he, of course, lived in a tree. And he lived in this tree that housed like an entire community of animals, as all trees should. And it was a banyan tree, which if anybody knows. Mm. Um, so because these stories take place in India and uh, banyan trees are connected a lot with the Buddha. Um, and so I thought it was like interesting that they were in a banyan tree. There's also just a lot of banyan trees. A banyan trees are really big and can house a lot of animals. Um, and they're but super interesting trees. His job, this crow's job, was to kind of like be on the lookout for danger. 
that was around. And so he was looking out and the king of the doves was surrounded by all of his <laughs> um, like dove court. There were just like, he just had, he was the king of the doves and there were a lot of doves like all with him because they all, you know, travel as a group. I don't know if anybody's ever seen pigeons uh, related to doves. And they travel in groups, like they tend to all hang out with each other. And uh, Lightwing saw... I they call them flocks. Yes, they are called flocks. Because this is an animal husbandry podcast. This is an animal husbandry podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's exactly right. So um, they were... Like they were all together nearby and Lightwing looked over and he saw that there was a hunter that had laid down a net on the ground and then had sprinkled seeds all over the ground and was waiting. And so when the king of the, of the doves and his whole flock landed there to start picking up the seeds, Lightwing started screaming, like, to warn him, like, no, 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 there's a net, there's a net, like, fly away, fly away. And the king was like, oh, no, it's it's so hard to feed, like, the flock, and this is enough seeds for all. And Lightwing was like, no, you're in danger, you're in danger, but it was too late. The net nabbed them, and they were all trapped in that net together. And uh, as it was, so... When the king realized what had happened and that they had been like not listening to this person who was looking out for them, um, you know, his flock was like, oh, no, all is lost. And he was like, no, all is not lost if we can all fly together. And so they all started flapping and flying together in unison and they were able to fly off with this net like over them, but they were able to uh, fly off and escape from the, um, from the hunter. And then the story kind of goes on because of course, you know, they're covered in a net and even though they're all flying together as a flock, they are trapped in this net and the king of the dove has to ask help from a mouse friend of his. And um, the king when the mouse friend was like, oh, I should free you first. And the king of the doves was like, no, 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 no. Get everybody out first and then me. And they did that. And the mouse was like, oh, you are truly an honorable king because you were willing to let the others leave before you. That was, you know, and the story kind of goes on because um, it's a nested tale where like other tales go. But that part <laughs> with that's really like, so we have several good friends in this story, um, which I find interesting. Um, Got the bird that's warning them. Yeah. Um, Got the birds was, that have a feather that flock together. Yes. Because um, I was going to say, yeah. So some of the things that are like together, because it doesn't have like just one set moral, like at the end, it'll have like different things. Um, so it was like, though caught in the throes of calamity, if a person's wits do not forsake him, he will safely cross to the far shore and enjoy supreme happiness and more. So there are kind of like those little things. 
but it's in this section um, of winning friends and it's a king of the doves, you know, leading his people into a problem, which I find really interesting in the story. Because, yeah, it's like you have Lightwing, the crow, who is trying to save them by warning them ahead of time. And the king was like, oh, no, I have to feed my people. Which it's like, yes, you do, but not if there's danger. Um, and then you have, you know, the king saying, I'm willing to be a, like, not just a good friend, but a good leader to my people by having them be freed first. But then he has that friendship with the mouse where he knows somebody who has like a different strength than them to like bite through the cords. And so it's like a king should have good friends who can like help and advise. So it's like this many layered lessons and stories. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's really cool. There's so many like friends to learn from the friend that warns them. It's a like, be that person that can warn someone, listen to your friends when they're trying to warn you. Um, You know, like when you work together with your friends, you can overcome some horrible situations. Like being a true leader, means like helping get all of your people free, especially when you kind of got them into that mess. Um, yeah. You know, so there's a lot. And it reminds me like I was of a story, like that last bit, there's um, something like kind of relevant with like, you know, in, on in tech, there's all these like tech companies that were like booming. They're like laying off tens of thousands of workers and stuff like that. And I remember like in, you know, 2020 with COVID, I think it was like Nintendo or something like that. Like the, like lots of the leadership, like the CEO and all this stuff in Japan, they like cut their salaries like completely or like ridiculously low um, because they didn't want to lay anyone off. They're like, I'm going to see us through. I'm going to do this, you know? And it's like, if you have like a leader who does that to you, like how, you know, uh, if this being a lesson, like how to be a good leader, how to be an effective leader, like how much more loyal are these people going to be to you? Like when you get out of this, again, like uh, they're going to flock together and we're going to overcome this stuff because we need all of you as part of our team to get through this really difficult time. Like, so I'm going to sacrifice, put myself last so that we can take care of you. I mean, it's like, and also to say, like, if you were the CEO of the company before, like you probably have a little bit of a some cash yeah. reserves that you can go down. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from like that gesture of like, because you could do what every other company is doing and just lay people off, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, but how much more loyal are those people going to be? Like how well is that group going to work together? And it's like, I've heard lots of people talking like business experts and stuff like that. It's like, you know, layoffs are going to be terrible. It like destroys your company culture. Like even the people, the people that leave, obviously they're not there to help you do things. Yeah. The people that stay, like it creates this whole thing, this culture of fear. It's like, oh wow. Like I thought we cared about each other. I thought we were a group. Like they thought we were together, but like yeah. one day you could just walk in they take you in the office and they escort you out of the building with security because you know, you don't have a job anymore. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, it, if you want to be a good and effective leader, like it's a, being a good person too, but yeah. you know, it's going to, it's not only the right thing to do, but it's going to be an effective thing to do. That's going to help you accomplish being the leader of a country, being the leader of a company, whatever, um, you know, even better, even though it might not be seem like the obvious choice at the time. I don't know. Yeah. So Sam said leadership comes with responsibility <laughs> and yeah, absolutely. That it's like you, if you are going to lead people, then you have to be responsible for them. You can't be in it for yourself. Um, 
And iChan Art was saying about like the company culture uh, that like those people that are left, they're going to be way more likely. At least that's what I think that iChan Art is saying that they're way more likely to like leave you for a better salary that they'll be like, if the only thing that I'm getting out of being here is that it's just a salary and that like the we're a family or we're a team, it's not true because you can just come in and like fire half the family. Yeah. It's like, cause that's like, why are you, why are you laying people off? Oh, cause you need to like not be spending that money. Like, oh, this is a whole situation. And then it's like, your jobs are about money, but you know, like there are places where it is about more than that. Yeah. You know? or, or it's or like, that oh, if it's just about parts, money, then I'm going to yeah. treat this like it's about money. And someone who's offering me more money and maybe they have a better culture and they aren't laying people off when there's other things that potentially could have been done. Like I'm going to go yeah. there rather than staying here and, because it's just about the money to you and, and now to me. And pulling this back to being like, uh, like about the like friendship thing that companies know that some of the things that keep people working for them is having a good company culture. Like that when people have friends at their job, their morale is better because they have friends at their job and they're more likely to stay because they like have people that they enjoy, that they care about. There's just like part of that. Um, and Sam says, also, Mouse was a real one. Down to help. No questions asked. <laughs> Lol. I need to know what else Mouse gets up to. Yeah, I'm like, I want to uh, just like keep keep reading like all of these stories. But yeah, it's like it's harder for like a fables episode, um, even though it is a book of fables. It's like harder because like they're like the stories are like much longer, more nuanced and stuff. Um and I tan out art says mouses are the best. And it was like that. It's like just this, this whole net of, of pigeons that showed up uh, or doves that showed up and are like, hey, can you chew us out of here? And, and he's like, yeah, for real. Yeah, I'm, I'll get right on that. Um, but also, yeah, like the friendship of like all pulling together, like to escape. Because it did have to be a um, inside of that net, like going back to friendship, inside of that net, they they all had to do it with each other. If they decided, oh, I'm only in it for myself, it wouldn't have worked. They wouldn't have been able to just fly away from the hunter. They had to all be doing it with each other. So, and yeah, mouse is a real one. You want a friend that you can just show up and be like, so I'm trapped in a bag full of pigeons. <laughs> he's like, help. Yeah. He's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I got you. I got you. <laughs> no follow up questions. Has that so ever happened? Our friendships. <laughs> you yeah. have like a friend. Let's all picture that friend in our mind that we know that we can just show up to their house in the like trashiest situation. Be like, I need a quick favor. Those are the real ones. <laughs> Let us all strive to be the real ones in our yeah. friendships. Let's let's all be the friend that somebody can show up in a bag full of pigeons. <laughs> and we'll cut them loose. No questions asked. And Sam says, and they also all had to stay loyal to the Dove King after he got them in the trap. That's true. But like not placing blame immediately on people. 
and being like, oh, it's all his fault. Yeah, okay. Maybe it is his fault, but also they probably could hear that crow too. So it's like they're loyal, but they were also loyal going into danger. Oof. And that's, I'm like, that's a whole topic for another day. <laughs> Maybe in our Pantatantra episode, we'll get into it. We'll talk about loyalty. Yes, very emotionally mature doves, indeed. <laughs> so thank you to everybody for being here and listening to the stories and participating. I absolutely love it when we get to do lives because like these stories are absolutely meant to be talked about and discussed and for them to be complicated by um you know our our own thoughts on friendship like our changing thoughts on like who we are as human beings what our responsibilities to each other are where our boundaries are supposed to be and so it's great when it's not just Jeff and I talking and having conversations we get to hear like other proverbs or like other people's thoughts that aren't ours. And so thank you to everybody for being here and participating. And we hope that you keep enjoying the podcast. We're excited for more episodes this year as we're doing the, um, the snow white episodes. And also we're really hoping that Mermaid is a good month of mermaid tales. So be on the lookout for that. And thank you everybody for being here. Thank you for listening to the fairy tellers. If you enjoy what we're doing, please leave us a review or share us with your friends. Also consider supporting us on Patreon for access to exclusive bonus content, including outtakes and monthly bonus episodes at patreon.com slash thefairytellers. Special thanks to Andrew Foray for our music and to Clarice Inge for our artwork. And of course, a big thank you to all our patrons. Without all of you, this show wouldn't be possible. Fairy tales are always more interesting when something is added to them. Each new telling recharges the narrative, making it crackle and hiss with cultural energy. Maria Tatar